You're listening to The Chain, a science podcast where we bring what is new in biologics and protein engineering to the community of scientists working in the field. We discuss the latest developments with leaders who are on the front lines of cutting-edge research. So today on The Chain, I'm joined by Rene Hutt. He is CSO of Montes Biosciences. And Dr. Hutt has been working for over 20 years in biotech and pharma industry, focusing on antibody research and development. Since April of this year, 2021, Dr. Hutt has been a CSO at Montes in Leuven, Belgium. Uh, working on next-generation immuno-oncology drugs using novel approaches we'll discuss here. Um, And he joins us on the chain to talk about what's been driving him in his career steps throughout industry, as well as academia. So thank you for being here. Thank you very much. So sort of a standard question we like to ask on the chain. um, Do you have any early scientific memories? Were you always drawn to science and and biology as a kid? You know, I think back, you know, to my memories, it's probably when I was about um, 10 years, I actually did quite often work, you know, play together with my nephew, actually, who also was very interested in biology. And actually, we, what we did is we, you know, we, we catched uh, insects and flies and things, and then took the eyes out and put them under the microscope and looked at that. And, you know, he was a photographer, so he made beautiful pictures of those. And, so we went to bigger animals. We went to fox, uh, uh, frogs, and you know, and um, you know. But that's about you know, the early, uh, the early stage. A bit later in my teenage, uh, um, there's probably you know some anecdote, anecdote on uh, that we tried to make um, smoke um, kind of bumps you can from from herbicides. So it's a kind of more the chemistry piece of this, um, you know. And um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes the fire brigade had to to come up, you know, to um, because they thought there was a big fire and, um, you know, but everything went okay. So that's sort of, you know, my early memories to science. Um, and, um, you know, as a kid, I was intrigued by, you know, by, by everything to do with biology and, and, and science. And, and, you know, after my secondary school, I, uh, I choose actually to go for a technical education, you know, a kind of an engineer education in, in, in biochemistry. Um, it was a four-year uh, education, so not a, a university grade. And um, the last year, actually, I worked at the university uh, in Nijmegen in the Netherlands. Um, and so it was on the M13 uh, phage um, genome that was just elucidated, you know, the, the genome of, of the M13 phage. And that intrigued me so much that I, you know, sort of... A, I, I stayed there for one year to work, um, you know, as a as an engineer. But then decided, I actually I wanted to study again. So I started to study chemistry. Um, so I did the six year of chemistry, and then studied more the biology piece. And 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 the last year of that study, I uh, worked on um, on autoantibodies and autoimmunity, and that sort of you know determined for a big part of my career. Um, I kept on working on antibodies for the last 25 years. And um, after finishing your studies, did you stay in academia for a while or did you um, go right into your first industry uh, position? So after my PhD, actually, I went to the UK. Um, to I worked um, uh, one and a half year in the MRC in Cambridge, you know, famous institute, um, and uh, worked also together with um, um, Sir Greg Winter, Gregory Winter, 
who actually received the Nobel Prize for um, a technology which I learned in Cambridge, um, the fate display technology. Um, and so I, I learned that technology there, um, and I was fascinated by it, you know, to make antibodies completely in vitro with a new technology, which at that time, I'm talking here about this early 90s, 1993, 94, I worked in, in Cambridge. Uh, it was really really novel and innovative. Um, I returned to the Netherlands, set up a small academic team on autoantibodies and autoimmunity, but we actually had so many requests to do other things. We worked on antibodies to malaria, to um, in oncology, you know, all kind of different antibodies people would like to make with this phase of play technology. Um, and after about one and a half year, I got a request actually to join a, start, a small startup in Maastricht in the Netherlands. Um, it was called Target Quest. And it was founded by um, Henny Hogenbaum, who was also one of the pioneers in, in phase display, also one of the first employees of Cambridge Antibody Technology, and, uh, and is actually the inventor of Humira, you know, still uh, one of the best-selling antibody drugs in the world. So he set up this company, Targeted. I was the second employee. And, um, and I was also, with 60%, I worked for the university, working on bi-specific antibodies, and 40% for this company. That stayed for about a year. But um, you know, there was so much enthusiasm in, in the company and so much trigger that I had to make a choice. And so I was offered, actually, at that time, a, a permanent position at the university in, in Maastricht. Um, and um, but also, of course, I mean, I, could, I actually could full full time join the company. And I was always thinking I wanted to have an academic career. But then at the point, you know, experiencing one year working at the company, actually, I really decided for the company. I was so enthusiastic about you know this quickly, you know, taking up some novel approach and and developing this into you know into what's a a therapeutic product that I. I, you know, I made that choice and I never regretted actually to make that choice at that time. So was it the, I guess, decreased timeline where you felt like you could make a bigger impact as a scientist in industry at that time? Or was that the main driver? I mean, you know, the main driver for me was applied research, you know, to to basically use, you know, novel research to make something useful for therapeutic, uh, you know, that, that was really a driver for me. I see. And, uh, you know, the, the, I would also say the fast development, you know, a company we started with two, three people, and then within one, one and a half year, we were 15 or 20 people. So it was really growing very fast. So it's also fun to be, you know, at an early stage of a biotech company. Yes. And and then from that time, you you've moved on to, and had experience at GenMab, Bayer, Imchek, to name a few. And yeah. has what's been driving you to continue to work in industry, um, either on antibody discoveries or just on the general research that you've been doing? So the work at at at, at uh, Target Quest, you know, Target Quest was actually taken over by Diax and mm-hmm. American Cambridge, Massachusetts-based company. And we actually worked um, further on development of a, a fate display antibody library, you know, which has been very successful. From that library, we licensed that to many companies. Four antibodies have now from that library be FDA approved, you know, not developed by, by just by by Diet, but also by other companies like Eli Lilly and Pfizer. And and so they used this antibody library to to get you know very good antibodies. So that's that was was uh, you know my main sort of work in in Diax. Um, 
And I would say that for about uh, almost, uh, you know, nine or 10 years, actually. Um, and, um, and then decided, actually, I wanted to move on because I was always been involved in the first three years of the drug discovery. You know, the antibody discovery is, is really the early part of the drug discovery. And I wanted to learn more what it takes to develop a drug, you know, and to bring to patients. So... And that I learned quite a bit at GenMap, you know, when I, you know, was responsible for uh, product-related research for things that are already in clinical trial and translation research. So a bit more of the downstream developments. And and um, so I learned also a lot of immunology there, uh, a very good immunology company, GenMap. Um, stayed there for about one, half, two years. Um, and then I was asked by my former boss at Diex, um, who actually was in the meantime being the head of, um, of, of biologics of Bayer, uh, Clyde Wood, to join uh, Bayer and, and heading up their antibody discovery and, and, and optimization, uh, which is great. You know, I learned that Bayer really, you know, a bit more broader what it takes to develop a drug, to bring a drug to the clinic. We moved, I think, six or seven antibodies from preclinical stage to, to the clinic uh, when I was at Bayer, also especially antibody drug conjugates we were focused on. Um, and so I had a, you know, great learning experience, really liked that in, in a big company. After a few years, I, I realized, you know, that, you know, although I learned a lot there, it might not be, you know, the ideal scenario for me. And I was actually, you know, decided at the end of the period, about eight years I worked there, I wanted to go back to, you know, to, let's say the basics, uh, a basic, basic uh, biotech company, a smaller um, biotech were, you know, I perhaps could, with the learnings I had, could make a, a bigger impact, you know. So that's sort of my decision to to leave Bayer and, and join Impact Therapeutics, which uh, in 2018 I joined there, really in immunology, oncology, not really my specialized area. So far I was quite focused on technology, uh, but, you know, with all the background on, on the technology, I wanted to apply that and use my experience really to develop drugs. And, and so we at Imcheck, we actually developed a the first activating gamma delta T cell antibody uh, from preclinical stage to the click, and 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 so it's now in phase one trial, and and uh, you know it still looks promising. I hope it's going to succeed uh, to get to, to the clinic uh, further. Um, but let's say after a few years joining there, you know the focus of that company was more on the clinical side, and and that's sort of not my expertise. So I thought it would be good, you know, to move on and to think about, you know, the next career step. And and uh, and already at Impact, I was sort of came across uh, macrophages and um, realized that many of the immune oncology therapies don't work uh, great because macrophages are there and actually change the tumor microenvironment and and make that, uh, for example, checkpoint inhibitors don't work well. And so. The current focus of Montes is, is really, you know, to change that. And, and we're really looking at a completely novel approach uh, where endothelial cells are involved as well as perovascular macrophages. So the endothelial cells normally provide, of course, you know, the, the, the blood flow to, to, um, to um, the tumors and to organs. Um, but in tumor microenvironment, blood cells change, endothelial cells change, and they actually um, make sure that they don't let the T cells into the tumor. They also change the tumor microenvironment together with the perovascular macrophages 
to make a tumor suppressive. And therefore, T cells can't get in, and they're also not very effective. You know, so the, what we try with in Montes is actually targeting the endothelial cell cardiovascular macrophage barrier. So, you know, so it's an interaction between those two cell types. And that's actually all based on on um, on work of uh, two very uh, uh, famous um, uh, individuals, Peter Carmelit, Professor Peter Carmelit, um, who's actually an, an expert in in angiogenesis. And and so uh, from his work, we are from the single cell RNA data from tumor endothelial cells, as well as from uh, tumor uh, associated macrophages. We know. Uh, which are important receptors that play a role uh, there, where you're upregulated. And, and from those data, we identify our targets at Montes. Um, so we have identified two targets where we actually now in the process to multi uh, make antibodies, human antibodies. And in one to two months, we will receive our first set of human antibodies to those two, two targets, which would be exciting, you know, to really evaluate, really test basically this new hypothesis that we can change the tumor microenvironment by targeting those type of targets. Many targets are not completely new, but they have not been addressed in oncology. So that's interesting. So, you know, it's a kind of new target set which have not been addressed by other people. That is interesting. And um, that's really exciting, you know, within two months, a few months time, going to see how those two turn out. Um, It's also interesting how seems you've experienced sort of two perspectives in the big pharma applied research and also in the startup environment, which seems you're drawn to the innovation and discovery that happens in that environment. And talking about Montes, which is also based off a, um, you know, academic researchers work. Yeah. Maybe I have to, to add here actually that, that um, the second founder is also very important for this work, Max mm-hmm. Madon, which he is a tumor, uh, uh, macrophage expert and actually together Peter and, and uh, Peter Carmelit and Max Mazon actually helped to establish, you know, the basis of, of, of Montes basically. Mm-hmm. I love that putting their expertises together. Um, and I think you mentioned earlier, but I think your professional career sort of bridges that industry academic divide um, because in addition to working at Montes now, you're also a professor um, at the University of Maastricht in the Netherlands. So how does that work that you do for the university um, compare with your industry research or how do you see that academic role um, playing into advancing antibody discovery? Thanks for that question. You know, this is something really, uh, you know, to my heart because, you know, I, I, I really was always been attracted by sort of, you know, the uh, the connection with academia, um, and I was asked actually, um, you know, to to see how much I could actually uh, contribute to help academic researchers to build a bridge uh, between biotechnology and academia. And academia, you know, universities are very good in novel research, novel science, you know, novel ideas, novel targets. Um, they're not so good in in basically the next step, you know, how can you actually then, you know, commercialize or develop something which, you know, could be developed to a therapeutic, for example. And and I sort of help them, you know, to, with antibodies, you know, for example, with antibodies, you could validate the concept and then, you know, make it attractive that it could be developed, not just by Montes or Imjack, but by other 
you know, make it available for further development. Uh, so that's one thing I, I do at the university. And second piece, I, I teach uh, a bit. And what I do typically is I, I tell them what it takes from a, you know, from a target discovery till approval of antibody, which steps, you know, need to be taken and, you know, what's the driver there and my own experience, tell them a little bit, you know, how this uh, would develop. And, Typically, you know, students like that to hear that story, you know, from from early development to to make a therapeutic antibody. So, do you have any advice for either students or young scientists in entering the industry or academic world today that you want to share here? Yeah, no, I, I think you know it's really important for everybody. I would say, you know, that you follow your heart, what you're doing. I think that's so important. You need to be motivated, you know. Um, to say I'm gonna take, I'm gonna make a choice for pharma industry or biotech because I will own more money. I don't think that's a good choice. You need to be motivated, you know, to take that to, to do the job. Um, that said, you know, I, I still uh, see that um, quite a number of academics have a kind of wrong impression of, a, in my view, at least, wrong impression from biotech pharma that they're just up to make money. You know, I would say, you know, biotech and Pharma can be very inspiring, you know, it's particularly small biotech. You know, I Montes is right now only at 11 people. When I joined, there were six. Huh? So it's really a very early startup company. It's a very simulated environment. Um, you can develop, you know, in different directions, especially the young company. You can, you know, there's different opportunities there depending on what you would like to do yourself, your strengths. Um, so that thing, that's, that's really advantage. Things go quicker than, than in academia. Um, so that's, I would say, quite a number of, of, of in my view, you know, uh, important issues. Um, that said, some people probably are better placed in academia, you know. Uh, you need to let things go, you know. Let's say if you work for a few years on a very interesting program and then, unfortunately, that doesn't show your proof of concept, you have to stop the program despite all the efforts you do that. And you have to, you know, some people have a very hard time coping with that. So, uh, you know, in, in academia, you could probably still 10 years work on it. In industry, you know, if it doesn't work, you have to stop it and you have to start something new. Uh, and that's, you know, that needs to be in your character. So you need to be a bit more flexible, I would say, probably in industry um, than in academia, uh, where you can stay a long time on a topic. Um, uh, but my heart is also with the academia, you know, it's, it's, it is it's really important to sometimes really bite into a problem and try to find a solution because, you know, these basic things, they perhaps make that, you know, we can find a new mechanism and you can come up with a new treatment for cancer, you know, for example. So, uh, uh, you know, so my, I would say in general, I would say you should follow your heart. If you're not sure yet, you know, try it for a short period to work at a biotech company, you know, for half a year and experience that and, and then make the decision, you know. So it's a, because typically the study, you only get exposed to academia. And, and so it's good actually to experience that and if you like it or not. Yeah, that's great advice. Sort of get yourself a comparison through uh, your personal experience. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and congratulations on, you know, this new Montes opportunity. And we look forward to watching that work through the next few months and years. Um, thank you for joining us on the chain. 
Thank you very much for the opportunity you provided, you know, to express a bit among us and, you know, and, and, and hopefully, you know, the people who listen to this, you know, they, you know, think a little bit about, especially the young people, I would say, it helps them a bit, you know, to, you know, to, to think about the next step in their career. I hope so. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for joining us on The Chain. Tune in next episode for more conversations about science, research, and exploring the world of protein engineering.